0: Bob Bernie Live. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me on this hot, sultry summer afternoon. Well, it's not officially summer for a few more days, but um, somebody needs to tell the weather that it's not summer yet. It is hot, it is stifling, it is oppressive. And uh, it's even dangerous out there. Uh, my number is 877 Bob Live, 877 262 I sincerely hope and pray that uh, you have electricity, that you are cool, that you are safe. And uh, if not, uh, I strongly encourage you, uh, find a safe place where you can go. Go to a, a cooling center. Go to a local uh, library. Uh, there, If you go on the Internet, if, if you can get on the Internet, uh, there are numerous places around central Ohio uh, that are safe and cool uh, where you can go and get out of the dangerous, oppressive heat when it's this hot it really is dangerous and if you are working outside please be cautious please be careful make sure that you are keeping hydrated uh stay out of the sun be in the shade as much as you can and nothing is important enough to put your health in jeopardy so just be careful be cautious uh, take care of yourself and take care of others. We got a phone call last night. Our oldest grandson, their uh, power is out. They've got two little kids, and uh, we were trying to find a place where they could go. And you know, maybe they were going to come to our house and all that. Uh, and they're okay, but uh, this uh, this illustrates the absolute fallacy of the current administration's goals concerning energy. Uh, Listen to this headline. Thousands in central Ohio likely won't see power restored until Thursday or Friday, AEP Ohio said. It could be two more days before people in central Ohio get their power back. Uh, more than 164,000 AEP Ohio customers lost power in Franklin County yesterday. Now, I'm going to get into this a little deeper, a little later. But we're being told we've got to get rid of fossil fuels and we got to go electric. we got to get rid of our cars. we got to get rid of diesel trucks. Uh, and we've all we've we've all got to go electric, really. Now, obviously, it was kind of the perfect storm, no pun intended. We had the big storm that came through, and then the record high temperatures uh, worked together to knock out a, a good portion of the electric grid. But ultimately, what it demonstrates is our electric gr- electric grid is very fragile it is not robust our electric grid across america is very fragile two months ago i read to you a report from experts in the energy field that said all across america particularly the west and the south we would have rolling blackouts throughout the entire summer, simply because the electric grid is incapable of handling any real disaster, extreme weather, whether it's extreme cold, extreme heat, and so forth. It's very fragile. And they really want us all to go to electric cars? It's foolish, but it's real. And again, I'll I'll get into that just a little more, a little bit later. Uh, news out of Washington, D.C., something very, very, very rare. The Senate of the United States passed legislation by a vote of 100 to 0. What? Unanimous? Our United States senators? Yeah, all of the Democrats, all the Republicans the measure went to the House of Representatives. It passed the House of Representatives by a vote of 396 to 27. When was the last time we saw anything pass with that kind of bipartisan margin? 396 to 27. Well, what was this legislation about? Protecting Supreme Court justices. This is in response to the violent protests that have been broken that have broken out around the homes of our Supreme Court justices and the valid assassination attempt on one of the Supreme Court justices. And so the Senate passed this thing immediately. Nancy Pelosi blocked it for several days. Think about that. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, blocked a piece of legislation that passed unanimously from the senate she finally gave in gave it her support and yesterday a vote was taken in the house and it passed 396 to 27 here's a shocking thing 27 democrat Representatives in the House of Representatives voted against protecting Supreme Court justices. Voted against protecting Supreme Court justices. All 100 of the senators said this is essential, this is necessary. We all agree. 396 in the House of Representatives said this is essential. We agree on this. Twenty-seven Democrats said, "Uh uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. AOC was one of them. She said in a public statement, I wake up this morning and I start to hear rumors that there's going to be an attempt to pass the Supreme Court Supplemental Protection Bill the day after gun safety legislation for schools and kids and people is stalled. Oh, so we can pass protections for us And here easily, right, but we can't pass protections for everyday people? I think not. That was her reasoning. But let's get closer to home. Most of the Democrats who voted against this legislation are far, far, far left radicals. And right at the top of the list of those voting against this legislation... Representative Joyce Beatty, yes, right here in Ohio. Joyce Beatty, Central Ohio, voted against protecting Supreme Court justices. Now, I'm going to make a guess, and it's a guess. Why would Joyce Beatty and these other radical, and I mean radical, leftist Democrats, vote against protecting Supreme Court justices. Well, most of those who voted against it are black, radical. And the Supreme Court justices that are in greatest danger are white. You mean, Bob, you think that race entered into this? Um. Yeah, I do. I do. The far liberal left has become so racially polarized that um, 27 radical leftist Democrats would not support protecting Supreme Court justices. They're conservatives, and they're white, So why would we want to protect them? Joyce Beatty voted against it. And what's really interesting, local news media has completely ignored that, including and probably especially the Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, Joyce Beatty, local Central Ohio representative, refuses to, to support the protection of Supreme Court justices and our own Columbus Dispatch completely ignored it. Hmm. All right. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. We will return in just a few moments. Bernie Bernie Live, live. looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. If you live um, out around the area of Sawmill and uh, 161, there is a three alarm fire at the Dublin Arbor Apartments. Three alarm. Now, if it weren't so extremely hot, uh, we would think that a three-alarm fire would indicate something really, really serious. Uh, Because of the extreme heat, I would imagine uh, that the third alarm would indicate uh, a desire for more personnel uh, because of the exhausting work of fighting a fire in uh, this kind of heat. Uh, We do not know of any injuries in the apartments or uh, how extensive the fire is, but uh, Battalion Chief Jeffrey Geider uh, is reporting to local news that two of his men have been taken to the hospital due to heat exhaustion. So again, that is the Dublin Arbor Apartments in the... uh, Sawmill 161 area, I would advise you stay away from that area if at all possible. And uh, pray for the people in the apartment building. We're praying that they all got out safely. And please, please, please pray for the firefighters. You, All of you have seen the, the outfit that they are required to wear in fighting these fires. They retain heat. You know, they keep out the fire but they keep the heat in as well. Uh, So a very dangerous situation for the firefighters and for those um, in the apartment complex as well. Uh, This is no surprise. Headline, heat wave hitting families hard. Higher utility bills come as prices already are high. Experts are uh, predicting that uh, the energy prices could increase by 50% or more. Some are saying that uh, at the end of June, when you get your electric bill, it could be twice what it was last June. Rising ener- energy prices, inflation, etc. Now, uh, Is the federal government overly concerned about this? Not really. Uh, Yesterday, the uh, energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, was uh, asked, how does the White House, how does her department respond to these escalating energy prices, particularly gas? And she initially responded that gas prices are, quote, Unsustainable. I'm not sure what that means, but they're unsustainable. Then she went on to say, There is no quick fix. So, in other words, get used to it. It's not going to go away anytime soon. But then she put the positive spin on it's good for you. Yeah. Here's a quote. This again is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. She said, quote, I mean, I think the prices are unsustainable for many people right now. I mean everyday citizens who are on fixed incomes paying huge amounts of money that they had not anticipated or budgeted for just or for just getting to work, she said. You ready for this? She said it is unsustainable for many, and fortunately, there's not a quite a quick fix. However, your point, the interviewer's point, however, your point about also accelerating our progress toward clean energy is very, very important, and the situation poses, quote, an opportunity to advance the Biden administration's green initiatives. In other words, it's really good. Because this is going to cause us to get rid of fossil fuels. It's going to force everybody to go get an electric car. It's going to force everyone to accept the green initiatives. This will help us advance our agenda. I keep telling you This is not an accident, this was planned, but in the plan, they have not planned on a very, very fragile electric grid as we are seeing not only here in Ohio, but around the country. Yeah, the inmates are running the asylum